The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash midwestpodnet and support us for as little as a dollar a month. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian and Alex. Hello. Today we've got some game news before we dive into Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, but my uh, iPad replaced it as Senior. Senior? Yeah, Senior Shadows Die Twice. That's depressing. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Autocorrect, man. I I mean, seniors are pretty good at dying. (laughs) Senior Shadows Die Twice. It's the name of our (laughs) senior living facility. Yeah. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> uh, but before we get to all that, if you want to follow us on social media or see other places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com slash links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Uh, there will only be like one more season of Gone to Texas is what it sounds like. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, if you like Gone to Texas, the final season of Preacher is airing in August, but we could potentially continue the show and actually make me read the comics. Oh, that would be fun. So Ugh. first we're going to start with the Hooked on Phonics section where I actually <laughs> learn how to read, and then I will read the comics after that. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Horror Movie Yearbook, they talked about the Critters film. Sweet. And some of the other films in that series as well as also the munchies and gremlins and everything that's kind of like the critters hmm. that the critters i remember the critters movie giving me like nightmares as a child i can't remember if i've seen it it's, it's pretty solid i've so. never seen it but it was a very entertaining episode they both talked about how they started watching the movie and as the movie went on they started realizing that everything they liked about the movie was actually in the second one <laughs> <laughs> So. Did they uh, did they touch on the the Gremlins Gremlins two Key and Peele skit? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Because my God, that's one it's of the a, best Key and Peele skits. It's a fantastic skit. So uh, horrormovieyearbook.com, go check it out. They talked about critters. Yeah. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for the contributions to the Patreon. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail dot com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. <sighs> I have played so much of the Division. Yeah. I love this game. I love it a lot. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the end game totally opens up. Like it just missions get harder. They make you play through the same buildings, but with like it, they call them invaded missions. Okay. Uh, so the Black Tusk is the 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 faction that has taken over these areas now to push out the hyenas and the true sons and the what's the other one? Uh, fuck, I can't even remember it. There's a lot of them. Yeah, but it's uh. It's fantastic, man. The game's it's great. I found a, a whole slew of equipment that I really like and lots of perks that work for my build and uh the ability to specialize at the end of the game is pretty rad. So I'm using the survivalist specialization, which allows me to have a crossbow that shoots exploding arrows. Pretty rad. That's cool. Um the only thing that sucks about the specializations is that your ammo is hard to find to begin with, and with the latest patch, it made it almost non-existent. So oh they're currently fixing that, as well as a few issues with exploiting certain uh, projects within the game. Projects are like your weeklies and your dailies that you do, collecting, lots of grinding stuff. Uh, the grinding isn't boring in this game. I don't find it boring in the least bit, and I'm pretty sure it just... I don't know why. I think just because the guns feel good and the gameplay itself is fluid and just like it's it's just great. And the music, every time you do something and music changes, it's it's so good. Yeah, the music's great. I really want the soundtrack to be for sale on its own. Yeah, I want to buy it on vinyl if it comes out. That on would, vinyl. Yeah, I would do that. Honestly, it's it's, it's really one of the good. it's one of the best soundtracks for a game I've ever heard. That's cool. And that's well, okay, so. You can't. It's hard to compare to like certain soundtracks. Like you can't really compare it to like God of War. Like God of War is like a really good like epic sounding orchestral like swells and things like that. This is like epic metal. Like there's some like seriously like like drop C like A flat whatever like gung 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 gung. gung. Like and when when it comes in, you get so hyped that you're just murdering people in the middle of the street. and it's, it's not just that too. There's that cool like uh, synth kind of stuff. Yeah, well, dark they, wave kind of right. They throw in some dark it. wave stuff, and then they like kind of like mix them together for like songs that are like industrial sounding dark wave. Like it just does it. It hits on so many different 
types of music that I'm a fan of, and it's just everything about the game is great. People on the internet are mad because they already no-lifed it and hit World Tier 4, and they were yeah. waiting so bad for World Tier 5 to be released, and I just, like, those people are just annoying. Like, Is there any news on, like, when there's a raid thing dropping? Uh, the raid's coming up soon, I believe, before the the summer hits, if I'm not mistaken. They, they did just unlock World Tier 5, which allows for another stronghold. The strongholds are, like, strikes, almost. Yeah. Um, the raid is going to be an eight-man raid where teams of four will have to split off and take different routes. That's cool. Which is really cool because they're still going to have to communicate to com- accomplish things. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty rad. I just Everything about this game is, is just awesome. Nice. And we're playing on PC, and if anyone listening picks it up on PC, you are more than welcome to join our clan. It is called Fun Squad. Yeah, it has um, three whole people. We need <laughs> no, it has two. I, I rescinded uh, Corey's invitation because he was being a douche. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I pulled it. Brian, how's your experience with The Division 2? I'm having fun with it, but I have more fun when I can actually play with John. And yeah. He has not been available that much lately. Yeah, this past week was kind of a fluke. But I've uh, we definitely have a good time. It, it is a lot of fun with other people. It would be, I would like to see what the game is like with four people because the amount of explosions that Brian and I are capable of making happen is pretty (laughs) astounding. And if you had four people making explosions, it would be even better. It'd definitely be on par with the Michael Bay flick. (laughs) Yeah. The eight player raid sounds very intriguing to me and almost makes me want to pick the game up, but I also don't want to do that. I I mean, there's not much coming out this summer. You might as well play I got a Mortal Kombat game to play. I got a Baltimore Sekiro. I mean, both of those games will take It's going to take me three years to beat Sekiro. No, I don't think it will. From what it sounds like, most people... (laughs) I haven't played it, but most people, as soon as they get in tune with the combat system, it seems like they're able to zip through it. I made negative progress by not playing for a week, but we'll get to that. Yeah, it's like training for a sport. Yeah, it was... Thing, it's not good right now right oh yeah i actually played uh rainbow six once to try out that rainbow is magic thing yeah april fool's mode yeah. like it was an actual mode though, oh right? yeah yeah what um, did you have to do in it it's hostage mode okay but like the hostage <laughs> is dressed up as like a bear okay um, like a toy bear like a like toy a bear teddy, yeah, and, like it, a teddy and it's, bear. it's sitting on the ground like waving its hands <laughs> and like smiling at you and shit it's really funny. Um, That's wonderful. Actually, I the random guys I was playing with were like a lot of fun. They were actually talking and stuff. Oh, that's nice. good. Um, yeah, it was a good match. And but then I stopped playing because I was sad it, nobody else was on. All the skins make you look like toys. I was gonna the say ops. they had actual packs for it too. Yeah, right? they yeah. have like crazy like neon green or I mean neon uh, pink stuff. You can. Is it still get, live? And, uh, yeah. Until the fifteenth, so we should play. Oh, yeah, we should totally play All that. Right. Yeah, Sold. it is only plain mode or plain the level. Yeah. Except um it is in like kids' room, basically. So it's kids' room in, it's plane. meta. Like you have kids' room the level from the house. Yeah. And the plane is in the kids' room on the ground as a toy. <laughs> and you're playing it's, as a dude, sol- like a it's toy so soldier. It's so fucking weird That's to see incredible. it. Like when I watched the few videos that I saw of like IGN and Polygon playing it, I was just like, "Oh man, this is so cool. Why can't the whole game be like that this?" Sounds like awesome. I, I feel like honestly this is Ricky's time to shine because the colors were really throwing me off. <laughs> um, He'll be immune to yes, the Yes, exactly. weakness. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I did actually did pretty well considering I hadn't played in like a couple weeks. Nice. Yeah, I haven't played since the division came out. Basically, same pretty much. I haven't played anything. I went to Disney World. It was a lot of fun. You played spend money the game. I played spend a shitload of money. Yeah. Not only at Disney World, but also on the TV that I bought before I went to Disney. How World. much money yeah. did you spend on soda while you were there? Uh, I don't know. Not that much. The only reason I ask is because they get all of their pop for free. Yeah, well, I mean, they made a healthy profit off of me, but it wasn't I, It wasn't that bad. <laughs> I'd say an unhealthy profit. Yeah. They, we were staying at a resort, and you could pay like $19 to have a cup that you could f- refill That's a That's time. an amazing Christian death metal band. That's but probably a really good investment. I, I didn't end up doing it because we didn't eat at the resort that much because I didn't like the food that much. But uh, anyway. Un- unhealthy profit. Which resort did you stay at? The Art of Animation Resort. We were in a never even heard of that in a uh, a Little Sounds Mermaid cool. themed room. Hmm. 
I the, want the beds were really really hard. <laughs> I want to stay in the Star Wars themed one when it's done. Yeah, they have the Star Wars world is like set to go uh, starting that, August twenty yeah. ninth. Yeah. So uh, it looked really cool. I went on Star Tours three times. It was awesome. It made me cry the first time. I also <laughs> cried when I went on Mission Space and I went on the Avatar ride, even though Avatar sucks. Were you crying because Avatar is so lame? I was crying because I was overwhelmed with all the magic that was happening around me. And <laughs> that's you. all I have to say. It, it went into the Alex's Tears Discord uh, uh. channel. and uh, But don't forget, Avatar sucks. Avatar does suck, but the ride is fantastic. The, uh, the ride is a better five minutes than the whole the seven movie. hours of the movie. So. Yes. But anyway, Blade uh, Runner is awesome. Well, and I've also determined that because <laughs> Avatar made me cry so much when they actually finally opened the Tron roller coaster that's opening in 2021, I'm going to have to ride it at least four times before the tears stop and I can actually enjoy the ride. Yeah, yeah. Oh so, my, a Tron roller coaster. Yeah, they have it in Shanghai already and there's videos of people going on it and that makes me cry. So it's Are the are the people riding it crying too? Is everyone no, crying? No, it's just going to be me crying. <laughs> it's gonna like that's it but it'll be worth <laughs> why, it why can't everyone cry <laughs> they, so, they can if they want to but i'm the only one that gets apparently I, emotionally affected by tron i feel like you're gonna make other people cry when they see you crying they're just gonna be scared of like why why is this full-grown man just ugly crying next to me <laughs> on this ride the whole time there should just be a water ride called alex's tears <laughs> yeah pretty much but uh no it was good it was fun. 2024. I had a fun time. Yeah. It's on the list. Yeah. Anyway. It's actually a water park at Disney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. That's it for what we've been playing. What do we got in the news feed? We got this a whole week? bunch of news, including news that we've been waiting for for a long time. Such as No Man's Sky is getting full VR support on PS4 and PC. Yes. Yes. This is incredible. Guys, Brian, how I'm mad are you? over to play this. How mad are you you got rid of your <laughs> Oculus? I'm not really because I think I'd rather have the new one that's coming out. Okay. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm a little disappointed. There, Hello Games is putting out a, a an update called the Beyond Update for No Man's Sky. It's coming out this summer. It's going to be free. And uh, one of the things that they are adding to it is VR. And it will... Uh, support not only PlayStation VR, but it's also going to support the uh, Vive and the Rift on PC. And it supports the Move controllers on PSVR, so you will be doing things like opening up your hatch with your hand and closing yeah. your hatch and starting your thrusters and all of that stuff. I'm, I'm sure on PC it'll support the touch controllers and all exactly, that. Exactly, yeah. So Whatever the Vive uses. It, uh, it looks like it's going to be... It's pretty, pretty awesome. much what we wanted from the beginning. Yeah. Oh, there's you, more to this update that's awesome as well. Yeah. It's supposed to be like more of a full-blown multiplayer experience, I guess. Yes. Uh, I don't know if they have... When you're mining so, for minerals now, you have to make a shake weight motion. <laughs> <laughs> and, when, and while you're doing it, all the stuff on the screen sprays on your face. It'd be sweet if they supported the aim controller so you could have your gun down to the side and like that pull would it be up cool. when you actually yeah. needed to use it, but that's probably not going to happen. So, um, Can you have all three running? Like, Can you have both moves and the aim controller like connected at the same yeah, time? Yeah, I don't see why not. That's only three different controllers. They out just of, need to figure out how to implement that yeah. because it'd be sweet to use the aim controller as your multi-tool. It would be. Uh, but no, yeah, they had a whole... So yeah, the first component, No Man's Sky Online, was announced a few weeks ago. Dramatically updated multiplayer experience means players will be able to explore and play together like never before. Um, so that seems pretty cool. I'm glad they're still doing awesome stuff with this game. And once again, I will probably try it out for a few hours in VR just to see what it's like. Uh, maybe I'll stick around more this when time. When I revisited No Man's Sky, and I picked it up on PC, I played it more that time than I did when I first got it. It sunk its hooks into me more, but I ended up leaving it for something else that we were playing yeah, for the show. Yeah. So probably more Rainbow Six. Probably, most likely. So yeah, that's cool. No Man's Sky VR coming later this year at some point in summer, um, and we're looking forward to it. Hell yeah! Yes. The worst kept secret found out 
on a thumb drive left at Medieval's Times with a bunch of porn. Uh, <laughs> Gearbox finally announced Borderlands 3 at a disastrous PAX panel. <laughs> yeah, you were saying it was like it was like cringeworthy, like fourth grade presentation. Yeah, like it was not only did Randy Pitchford try to do some magic because everybody knows how big of a magic fan he is, but uh on top of that, they had to like play the trailer four times in order to like get it to not stutter. Oh my god. And then not only that, but he was like, Guess we I guess we can't rely we're gonna have to bring our own equipment next time, right guys? And the whole the whole crowd booed them because like it's a PAX crowd. Of course, they're going to support the PAX people right, over, yeah. over Gearbox. But uh, but Borderlands 3 is a game. Yeah. It's well, going to come out in like September, and it, lo- it, looks like, it looks like more Borderlands. I'm sure I'll enjoy it. I'm not excited for it, but I'll play it because I, re- I liked the other Borderlands games. It's been long enough since I've played Borderlands 1 and 2 that I think, I mean, I'm down to play it. I want them to dig down into more of the differences. I know this one apparently has like you can there's like extra planetary travel. You can go to like a different planet. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Looks stuff like, like that. New vehicle types and stuff too. Um, th- it looks like there's an actual like city and like there. It yeah, looks like, like there's a couple of planets or something. Yeah. yeah there's, so there's yeah. it seems like there's much more varied locales at the moment. But I want them to drill down into like all right. How what what have we what have what has Gearbox learned from Destiny and the Division and all of these other loot shooting games that have come out? Uh, Watch it just blow them out of the water. It might, or maybe it won't. Maybe it's literally just Borderlands Three, and it's just more Borderlands because that also feels like a real possibility. And I mean, is but kind I mean, of disappointing. I, you know, is it disappointing though? Because like that i th- i feel like the borderlands games have such a huge cult following that like it wouldn't it wouldn't really people wouldn't be that upset about it they they no i mean like nick and gojo will have a great time cuz it's more borderlands it's it's newer borderlands i'm sure they're going to be doing things different enough for people that are already fans of the game but i honestly want to know what the evolution of borderlands is like right. i've had the borderlands experience previously and i want to know now what borderlands in this generation actually means um, so I think it's, it'll be interesting to hear more about it, but, uh, Do I get to play as John Goodman in there? That's what it looked like. I don't really know. I think there's, I think there's four characters again, but I don't know. They have a little turret that, uh, has legs, like a running turret apparently. That, so. that big mech thing they teased looks pretty cool. Yeah. It all, it all looks pretty rad. I'm not going to lie. And yeah, if there's anything the Borderlands games got right, it was looting. The other I thing, mean, guns with legs, that's pretty cool. The other yeah. thing I did here is that with co-op, instead of having to split loot, because that's what you have to do currently in like Borderlands 2 when you play together. Everybody gets their own instance. Everybody will you you will be able to switch between whether or not everybody gets their own stuff or So like uh games that came out before Borderlands. Yes. You know, it makes like me wonder like Diablo 2 for <laughs> yes. will, will you get better stuff if you if you have to split it or do you get that you know would be an I mean? interesting like, trade-off. I don't think they really spoke to that. Honestly, to like, I'd be okay with that. I think the loot system in the division is probably the best. Oh, it's fun. It's because on point. everybody gets their own loot, and you have up to an hour to trade shit with people. That's cool. Yeah, because like I I like different guns than John likes. Yeah. So when he gets like a bolt action sniper rifle, he'll give it to me, and I'll give him whatever he likes. So that's not. kind. Of, it's so that's a little bit of the lit, loot splitting stuff. Yeah. But it's it's. It's still well, lately. I've just been scrapping everything. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so I need, I need the mats. I need the mats all day. It's uh, it's nice to have Gearbox in the news with something that isn't weird and gross and dumb for once. So it's nice to see Jason Schreier not destroying a company. <laughs> Maybe they kind of rushed this announcement. I mean, I wouldn't say rushed as because they've been developing it forever. Forever, now. yeah, but. They they finally decided to push it out the door. And like we need people of, to stop talking about Randy's yeah, thumb exactly. drive at <laughs> at medieval times. Yeah, Ugh. no, yeah. I just imagine him like. Never mind. We don't need to get into it. <laughs> Honestly, you should go. Yeah, don't. But you should. People should go watch a little bit of the pla- the PAX presentation just to see how like 
where where do they do where did they do the announce like because we didn't see any like games announced like that when we went to PAX like where did, like how did we it get was into it that? was a panel like, like it was a oh panel they did a panel that, yeah they did a panel at okay. PAX that people could go to so it it, it, it would have been something that we could have gone to yeah, if we I'm were really there this sad. year I hope we go next year but I yeah I'd love to go next. it made me really sad seeing people's Instagram stories and yes. stuff this year so it was a good time but it just it didn't work out this year yeah so cool. All right, next up, Kotaku ad. Brian? Sega will release the Genesis Mini on September 19th. This is the real deal this time instead of that, uh, was it AT Games? Yeah, yeah, the garbage you see at Bed Bath & Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so The Beyond shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, is it going to come in this like OG box too? Yes, with, like oh, yeah. the join the 16-bit revolution yeah, text. I kind of want one of these. It's beautiful. Like I don't have either the Nintendo ones, but I, I think like honestly, I probably spent more time playing Sega Genesis than either. Of we the certainly Nintendos. did. You know what? None of these companies have done though is they should have allowed the use of the original cartridges on these machines too. That would be cool. Well, like like load them like have it be your emulator system set up but also like load you know load them up with the games you want to load it up with but what if people want to play more like you like for instance like what I'm assuming Fantasy Star 2 or 4 is on this thing most uh, likely so there there's going to be 40 games 30, 40 games and right now they've announced 10 for for the US right. version so for instance you've got Shining Force on there the first Shining Force is fantastic Shining yeah. Force 2 is even, even better, better but are you going to get a chance to play that possibly we don't know yet but that's the sort of situation where like it would be great if you could actually just like you know actually find a copy of the game and throw it in that's an engineering issue honestly like the the hardware they use to do this is basically just emulating this stuff in software it's not designed to run cartridges I mean, they, they, but they do sell they're, those. There's they're a essentially that makes like those. Raspberry Pis that can be programmed to do whatever you want them to do right uh, it would make them more expensive like that's fine. I think if you actually had like the true like backwards so compatibility, so if you want to do that, that like, you should look into something called a Mister, which does let that there, type of thing happen. There's another one I just saw come out. I cannot remember the name of the company that makes them, but it's like two hundred dollars. But it is beautiful. And yes, no, I'm I'm I am seriously considering buying. They one of these. run. Yeah, they have a Sega version. They used to have one that was. Um. That ran Nintendo games or Super Nintendo games, but they just came out with one that runs Sega Genesis games and Sega Master System games. So it's the company's name is Analog, yeah. and they made the Super NT, which is a Super Nintendo that plays at 1080p. It's not what they say it's not emulated, but it it, it is. It, it, but they're emulating it on a hardware level. Yes. They're they're basically emulating the chips that are on the machine with something called Dude. an FPGA. Yeah. This so, is a real thing, and it's a slippery slope if you tr- get into this stuff, I've heard. They have all these what? really cool-looking looking things, uh, but the one that's coming out that's so this month cool. is the Mega SG. That's what it's called. Yeah. Um, and It, it takes, even has the old-school controller ports. It's got the old-school controller ports. They put a headphone jack on the Sega one because oh the Sega Genesis God, had a headphone jack. Uh, it's expensive though. It's like a hundred and I think it's two hundred dollars. I don't think it's two hundred because I would not have spent two hundred. This one actually on one it supports Sega CD two, but it does not support the uh, three thirty two X. But nobody Dude, cares that about is, that. That's rad. One eighty nine, one eighty nine yeah. ninety nine, uh, and they have different region ones that you can. Uh, it I doesn't think you come can, with the controller either. <laughs> Uh no, it does not come with a controller, but they do have these sweet eight bit dough wireless controllers, dude. That are twenty four bucks, twenty five bucks a piece. Well, so here's the thing, like, in this is gonna sound funny. My my friend Ketchup, that's how he usually likes to be referred to. Okay, uh, has been collecting cartridge games like ever since he got his own place, basically. So he ha- he showed me a picture of his room of games, <laughs> and I, he's got duplicates of a bunch of stuff. I think it's yeah. kind of ridiculous, but. Uh, that's where I would hit him up and be like, "Yo, dude, let me buy some dupes well, off of you." He, he, no, he just becomes your Bally's video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go hey, man, let me, let me borrow this. Be, oh yeah, okay, oh. Jeff. No, I really, I really want this, but we, yeah, we should go back. So. Sega Sega's working with a group called M2, who's the people that have been making the Sega Ages uh, games that okay. go out on Switch uh, that you yeah, can yeah. buy. 
and they do a great job with the emulation and they're putting out an actual mini console for some reason the u.s version comes with the three button controller and the japanese version is going to come with the six button controller what? but I, assume... I can explain that Okay. okay. The Americans are stupid. Okay. Right. They only they can't handle six buttons. Fair enough. The six button button controller is far superior for it, it, many reasons. It's more comfortable. It's it it's has got more six buttons. buttons. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> D pad is much. It's a higher quality D pad. It as has well. the mode button. Yeah. I mean the the old the three button does. controller like you kind of you felt like you were holding like you were holding like a really large sandwich. Yeah. Whereas like the smaller one like actually was more form fitting and comfortable yeah. all around. The Genesis controller. I mean, it's not a terrible controller anyway. Far superior to the Super Nintendo one, in my opinion. I, I do yeah, like it. I agree. Uh, so the 10 games that are coming out on the U.S. version that have been announced out of 40, we've got Altered Beast, Castlevania Bloodlines, Comic Zone, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine, Echo the Dolphin, Gunstar Heroes, Shining Force, Sonic the Hedgehog, Space Harrier 2, and Toe Jam and Earl. Surprise Vector Man is not on that list, but... It could be. It could be by the yeah, end of the... Yeah, because this is the only... These are all they've announced. I'm they not a... surprised that Moonwalker is not on the list, but it fucking should be because it's the best <laughs> game that's it, it on the console. It won't be, man. No, it's not. MJ's but been canceled I by know, the world. I get it. Shame on everyone. I get it. Uh, let's see. What else? Um... So in Japan, they're selling it for two different versions. You get one with one controller or one with two controllers. It's about a $20 difference. The U.S. version is costing $80. I don't think we get the two different versions. Um, it looks like the U.S. one comes with two controllers, though. See, now you have me doubting whether or not this is actually the box art of it, but I thought it was. I hope it is. I don't know. It l- because that mean, is like the original box art. <laughs> Instead yeah. of giving you one controller for that amount of money, they just split the buttons between the two controllers. <laughs> it's the same amount of electronics. Yeah. See, that makes sense too. Uh, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's exciting. I'm actually more pumped about this than I ever was about any of the Nintendo ones. Because as yeah. Brian said, I actually played the Genesis, so uh, it should be cool. I like yep. that it looks like the OG one and not the the redo. like the updated like the one, yeah, one. yeah, like that the one. smaller, this, smaller. That guy. one was. Does it have a headphone jack? Yes. Awesome. Uh, wait, that was well, like no. one of my does, favorite features of the original. Genesis. I I don't know if the new mini one has a headphone oh, jack no. or not. Okay, that's what I'm wondering. Hopefully it does, and hopefully it's got the little headphone uh, volume slider yeah, that's yeah. behind the controller here. But yeah, no, uh, it's sweet. Pretty cool. I just want to play Shining Force again. Yeah, man. So good. I have it on my phone. Yeah, I used to, too. All right. All right. This one's a lengthy one, but we'll cut it kind of short. So Jason Schreier uh, wrote this massive article about Anthem and how Bioware went wrong with it. I admit I haven't read the whole thing yet. I I did read through the entire thing. um, And I, I mentioned this in the chat, but... I, I just find it astounding how much of a game they were actually capable of putting together for launch <laughs> based on the notes in this article. Because holy cow, man. And uh, yeah, if there's ever been... I mean, part part of the article says like, you know, or it was part of Jason's response to the response of the article is that he's heard from multiple other people from different studios saying, hey, if you uh, were to put my studio's name in here instead of Bioware's, yeah. it would be exactly the same story. And uh, that's just crazy to me that, like, I mean, I think about how mis- miscommunication and things like that work, uh, you know, a, a lack of leadership and things like that work in, in my current, in, you know, workspace. And, and it's just, like, it's aggravating from, from multiple viewpoints. And I can't even imagine, like, being in a company of that size and having that, like, little direction to work off of or decision making or just... I, I just can't fathom being in that position. That big machine. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, it's, it's astounding. Overall, it seemed like, well, at least the the gist that I got from skimming over it and like reading certain parts in detail is that it's a relatively sympathetic article. Like, he's just talking about how, like, the state of the company and why people. Or why the game ended up that way. Right, like, right. Not, like, not blaming, not, not, not yeah. pointing fingers, like, blaming specific people or blaming EA necessarily. But that was, so that was uh, Bioware's response to the article was that they f- they felt they weren't going to actually respond to it because they felt it unfairly uh, cast ill, 
perceptions of specific people within the company and they didn't want to be a part of that. They didn't want to like, they didn't want to, uh, I can't find words right now. Like I want to sound smarter than they I They didn't want to dignify it with a response essentially because they felt right. like it punched lower and, and s- called out specific people. Well, whereas mean, no. it doesn't the, fully do that. But what I meant to say is like, I feel like the point of the article is, to just point out that there's something wrong with to, modern game. To tell you that it's hard to make video games. Yeah. Well, well, there's so there's that, but there's also it's funny because somebody in the comments, I don't remember if it was this article or the follow up that he released, but there was a comment that was like, "Why are you calling out Bioware for this? Like, this is ridiculous. Like, you ever write about stuff like this?" And Jason Schreier responded with li- his response was literally 15 links to other stories about like bad was, practices in the gaming world. Well, and I was, gonna, and he wrote a fucking book about it. Like, I, that's what Blood, Sweat, yeah. and Pixels is about. Yeah. I was, I was gonna say, like, as soon as you posted this article, and I, I haven't read it yet. I'm, I'm fully planning on going it, through. Dude, and it's a, the it whole took thing. me, like, you know, it took me at least 45 minutes to read the whole thing like i heard them talking about it a little bit on giant bomb and when they were talking about it i was like this sounds like the same article that he wrote about destiny one back in 2015 because he he wrote an article talking about he wrote about rockstar how hard it was for them to make a level and they had to render it and wait days for it to open up in the program so they could make any kind of changes to it for destiny and it's like it it feels like they're making video games with tools that weren't meant to make video games. Well, there's, I there's that. I don't get well, it. But it's, it's like not. it's like Brian said about it being a sympathetic article in the sense that like you have these communities <laughs> of players who have they get these games. It's not anything what they wanted it to be, and they just lose their fucking minds on the internet and turn into awful people, and they say awful things about people who really care about this project that they worked on. Yeah, and. Here you have Jason Schreier writing an article being like, hey, like, I know you're mad at this company, but you need to understand what you're dealing with here. And there are actual people behind it that are being affected by the shit that you say. And that, that's it popped up like the mods on the Anthem Reddit uh, were just kept jumping in and being like, yo, guys, like slow your roll. Like the devs can't do anything they can't respond to you on here because they're busy trying to fix the fucking game. Yeah. Like have a little bit of sympathy for what's going on here and, and just back off And like the, you know, the internet being the internet and being what it is and the collective mind Mob of hatred. And, yeah. They, they just, they can't. So, uh, you know, the, the article's fantastic. It's definitely eye opening and interesting to read and. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like, like you said, it's similar to that Destiny article. It's similar to the Rockstar yeah. one he wrote. He, he he's literally written fifteen other articles about this same topic of like, you know, bad working environments in yeah. the video game world and toxic work environments in general. And it's something I think like we need to be thanking him for being an actual journalist in the world of fucking journalism where it's commonly just disregarded as like an art form because he does a great job. I mean, I think like shedding light on this type of thing will definitely help um, companies try to change how they develop games and it'll be better for the employees and better for the end result. I mean, we can hope consumers. Well, there's been a lot of people in smaller studios uh, that have often chimed in with like, um, I'll see somebody like Patrick Klepek, who's very much who worked with Jason Schreier for a while and, and like, was at giant bomb and is now at waypoint and somebody who very much cares about like the ethics behind making video games and what's going on in that work culture. He'll, he'll post a thing that's, that's like, Hey, we've heard a lot in the past few days about how horrible it is making games at these big companies. What are some of you smaller guys doing? And then all the people that he used to talk to from giant bomb and like all of the game makers that are in with that group of people will come out of the woodwork to be like, here are the things that we do, the work policies that we have in place in order to make sure that we don't have people there crunching at any point throughout the project, and yet we still make our project and get it out the door. And I think there's starting to be this shift of what's going on here, and we've got games, um, game out like video game news outlets starting to. Or uh, unionize people like Vice and Waypoint are unionizing over stuff like the like, and the more that we get to a point where these bigger game companies can start un- unionizing and having like a voice 
and how their workplace treats them. Yeah. I mean, the better it's going to be. In addition to having to worry about, you know, fans uh, making death threats to them and stuff, these developers also have to worry about job security all the time. It's not a very secure field to be in. And on top of that, you're going to burn out because you're going to have to crunch for like. It's not healthy. No. Yeah. And I mean, clearly as a no lifer sitting in front of your computer 24 seven, you don't really understand what it's like to work in an environment like that. So you can (laughs) shove it straight up your ass. Yeah. So, I mean, that's not healthy either. You should probably get outside once in a while. Yeah. So you don't get scurvy. (laughs) Anyways, uh, if you haven't had a chance, read this uh, article. I'll try and link it in the show notes. EA has responded. uh, Casey Hudson came out. The, the director of the game came out and responded as he well. He didn't officially respond, though. Well, he released a letter to staff, which was then leaked to Jason Schreier. Okay. So, so there, there there have been some follow-ups, and, and it sounds, at least to me, like EA wants Anthem to be in a good place, and that's very encouraging, uh, considering where yeah. we thought it could have gone up to a couple weeks ago. I so. mean, I th- and, and to touch on that real quick before we move on, like I think they what they have again, like I'm astounded by what they've able they were able to put together in 18 months after working on this game for seven years. The yeah. fact that what the iteration of that game that we are currently playing took them 18 months to put together, which I, it's crazy to me. Uh, the 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 place the game is in right now, it, it's not perfect. We all know this, but it is a fantastic building point for them to launch from. Yeah. So hopefully the community will have as much patience with Bioware as they've given Destiny and they've given Diablo and they've given The Division and all these other looter shooter games like this. Yeah. You know, they deserve it. Give them a chance. You gave everyone else a chance. Don't don't just discount Bioware at this point. Yeah. So anyways, moving on. All right. Prince Harry wants to ban Fortnite. <laughs> Yeah, so like I don't. So he was at a YMCA, uh, an event at a YMCA in West London, and he said, uh, uh, regarding Fortnite, he said that game shouldn't be allowed. Where's the benefit of having it in your household? It's created to addict an addiction to keep you in front of a computer for as long as possible. It's so irresponsible. It's like waiting for the damage to be done and kids turning up on your doorsteps and families being broken down. Uh, and he said that social media was more addictive than alcohol and drugs. Now, so um, <clears throat> I don't remember the exact statistic, but I believe uh, Fortnite was stated in over 47 different cases of divorce in uh, the UK at some point as being a reason for divorce. I could be. I'm totally pulling it up right now. Uh, this is an article 5%. on fortune.com. Uh, according to Divorce Online, a UK-based online divorce website, the video game Fortnite Battle Royale has been cited in at least 200 divorce yeah, petitions filed through the site since January. That's about 5% of the divorce petitions the website received in the same period. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I guess... It's the same, like, people get divorced over gambling and stuff, right? Yeah, it's so the why same not thing. Fortnite? <laughs> but, so, you guys, well, Brian kind of was like, why, why are we talking about Fortnite in our chat? And yeah, because none of us care about my, Fortnite. My, my basis for bringing this article up was that it could lead to much wide, wider spread ramifications of, you know, banning video games. Which, in America at least, I believe, have been deemed some form of free speech and art. So... I think we're okay on that constitutionally, <laughs> but uh, this this could affect like the rest of the world because of all the countries in the world, England's invaded at least 177 of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I don't. It's Prince Harry, so what's really going to happen? Like the royal family is not; they're just old people that he's making a bad name for them with this. sit atop <laughs> the hill i, don't, yeah, I mean what, they're, they're just there to look pretty and make babies yeah pretty much um and and so i <laughs> mostly <laughs> it made me think like what did his wife say to him that he needed to like come out and be like look i'm saying things that i've changed and i'm not <laughs> or, gonna play fortnite or, anymore or maybe she's addicted to fortnite <laughs> <laughs> also possible very true uh yeah no i don't know i don't think anything too crazy is going to come of it but it certainly feels like it's part of that conversation for loot boxes and 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 gambling in video games and 
uncapped spending in and real life. But okay, so I haven't bad. we haven't played Fortnite in a long time, but it's my understanding that they haven't necessarily like it the loot box thing isn't as big in the game anymore because you buy the battle pass and you know what you're getting. Assuming like, you play a lot. Yeah, but yeah, that's for the addiction part. You also it. don't I I believe you get V Bucks if you buy the battle pass, which in turn allows you to get loot boxes, is my understanding. Because sure, there's more there's more loot than what's just included with the battle pass, of course, right? Sure, there probably is. But what I'm saying is, for the most part... Here's like three you, guys talking about a game they don't play as if they know what's going yeah, on with it's, it. But, it's my understanding like that, chime in. that you at least have a better idea of what you're getting with the Battle Pass, which is the whole thing you're investing more money into anyways every season, quote-unquote. Each season is a new Battle Pass. I don't see... This, to me, isn't any different than somebody subscribing to like HBO Go and paying 15 bucks a month for that. Like... You know what I mean? Like, but you still like, I don't know. I don't, I've never won a round of Fortnite. Do you get V bucks for winning a round of Fortnite? I don't know. I don't think so. I'm going to Google right now. What happens when you win Fortnite? Ask Ninja. (laughs) All right. I think it just says congratulations. What what do you get when you win Fortnite? Uh,. I don't know what Google. Uh, You're just gonna fall into this wicked 2017, hole. 2017. Uh, blah blah blah. One thing. Nope. Just tell me. Do I get V? All right. Never mind. This is bad podcasting. But anyway, the battle pass isn't that. There's got to be more for you, more of a reason for you to give money. Unless they went and said we're not doing loot boxes anymore. But yeah, like, I don't. I don't know. But I'm just gonna Google Fortnite loot boxes. Because everything you Google brings up facts. Yes, everything I read right here is is true. So loot boxes are changing in Fortnite Save the World, which is not the Fortnite thing that people care about. Uh, Fortnite puts an end to random loot box purchases. Okay. So paid randomized loot boxes, they're getting rid of those as of their next update. This came out in January. This is just Fortnite's the Save the World more mode. popular Battle Royale mode does not use paid randomized loot boxes. Okay. Well, that's good. Then I guess it's a different thing. I don't know. If you can't put down Fortnite and spend some time with your family, like... <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have a family. Yeah. I don't so know about that. Maybe get you should, divorced. like... <laughs> <laughs> divorced. I, it's just... There you I go. Don't... We solved the problem. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Like, I like video games, but if I was going to have a kid, I would want to spend time with that kid, right? I don't know. Unless you didn't mean, <laughs> if you didn't mean to have that kid. Uh, don't, don't tell Megan if I, I said I, that. If I teach him how to play Fortnite, then he can get me more V-Bucks. Yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, child labor, right? I think yeah. that's probably what I'm looking forward to the most when I have kids is I'll have Playing a teammate all the time. Him. Yeah. Well, that's the problem with us is we're going to have children that hate video games. You think so? <laughs> like we're going to be cursed with that fact. Oh, man, that would be so sad. Our video games are... Our, 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 video, <laughs> our children are going to like sports and it's going to suck. Oh, God. <laughs> what do you mean you want to go to baseball practice? I don't know how to throw a ball, Jimmy. You're going to have to play catch with the wall. Here, let me put on my VR helmet and see if I can simulate it. <laughs> we can play pool in sports bar VR. <laughs> Here, let me let me call up Uncle Alex so he can bring his over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Then the kid will grow up wanting to be in bars. Oh, yep. man. Just yep. to play darts poorly. Yep. <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's talk about Sekiro. Uh, there, there was a change. Sony's no longer selling games at retailers with like digital cards that you can use yeah. to download the game. They've also now made it so that you can get a refund for a game you've pre-ordered. You can also get a refund for a game that you have purchased but not yet downloaded. Just sounds like they're looking to get all their money through the PlayStation Store. Yes, but it's it's a step forward considering you could not get a pre-order canceled or refunded or but any they, game But they they do not charge back anyway. to your card. It just goes into your wallet. Yes, yeah, so that's, oh, that's the thing. annoying. You're paying, so they still have your money. Yes, yep. they still have your money, but you were probably going to spend it anyway, so who cares? Exactly. Who cares? There's other stuff that's happened in video games, but we're going to move on. Yes. Moving along. Sekiro. Yep. Shadows die twice. 
We talked about our initial impressions two weeks ago. Briefly, yes. We have more brief impressions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We we have played a total of a few hours more than we played last time we talked about that it. That is correct. So, uh, Brian, why don't you start? Okay. Well, I've gotten basically nowhere in this game. <laughs> like, especially in comparison to my progress in uh, Bloodborne and Dark Souls 3, which... I at least got, you know, maybe a, a quarter or a third of the way into those games. Um, yeah. I like, like, the base combat I'm still a big fan of. I feel like it is more fair. Especially, like, I was reading an article and it, it dawned on me as to why, one of the reasons why I feel it's so much more fair is because you are not always completely stuck in an animation. You can cancel out. Yeah. And that makes a world of difference um, because, I mean, like if your reaction time isn't necessarily perfect, you still have a chance to correct yourself somewhat. Um, and I just feel like the like the parrying and stuff makes sense to me, whereas it didn't make any sense to me in Bloodborne. Yeah, parrying with a gun was a very yeah, weird I concept. just completely avoided parrying for for pretty much all of Bloodborne. Which was possible in that game and seems somewhat impossible in this game, game, yeah. Which is why I feel like a lot of people find it more difficult. Is Like, everything in this game is there for a reason. Like, you can't really play it your own way. You can't over-level. You just have to actually learn the systems and get good at them. It's kind of convenient for me. Like, I heard a lot of people talking about that phenomenon and how, like, it it taught them to play the game differently. This is how I played most of Bloodborne when I played any of it. And any Dark Souls that I've tried to play is very much a stealthy approach when I can or just an approach of, like, I'm going to block and stay out of the way and look for windows to attack rather than, like, you know, trying to brute force or do the thing of, like you said, over-leveling. Because you can't. There's no... You, you skip don't, the part where you miss a whole mechanic in the game. Yeah, yeah. Don't pick up a gun because you don't see it sparkling on the ground. <laughs> like, yeah. But... So I couldn't parry in that game because I didn't have a gun ever. What's, uh, what's parry? With Perry Mason. <laughs> oh man, that was a good episode. The, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> classic. The oh, you guys made me lose my train of thought. Sorry, I'm, that's my bad, dude. The yeah, I don't know. It's gone. <laughs> Just the the gameplay is what we're talking about. The parrying system. <laughs> oh, okay, it's, cool. It's still gone. No, it. The the way that you have to play Sekiro is very much like what I tried to do in Neo. Neo is very like Neo's very much like this as well. It it just seemed like you needed to take your time and be more defensive, and that is very much what Sekiro seems to be molded around in their eyes, which hasn't been true. I was gonna say you the skill points that you accrue by killing people in this game go into a skill tree. They do not go into stats. Yeah. You, your stats, for the most part, are locked in place. You can get certain skills that make you heal more when you use a healing item. You can also mm. uh, upgrade your health bar and get more health in that way. But you can't just put all of your, your blood echoes into your posture bar and make it so that you can get the crap beaten out of you. Yeah, It doesn't work that way in this game. I miss Neo. So there's no there's no way for me to just go and grind out the same five enemies that I know how to kill just to kill the one huge dude that I don't know how to kill. I actually feel like the majority of people I've read writing about this game, be it through Reddit or Kotaku or Polygon or whatever, nobody's made Neo comparisons at all. I don't think that many people. I, feel, I mean, people I feel played like, it. I but. feel like nobody played Neo, and I think you really fucking missed out if you didn't because that game's fantastic. It would have been a, a great way to kind of train up for this game, I think, from what it sounds like. It definitely feels different than Neo, but um, are are there different? Uh, what do they call it? Stances? Stance? No, no, there's not. Really? Yeah, it's, I find that interesting. It's a much the the combat is even more streamlined than Neo is, and Neo is kind of 
streamlined. I mean, it's not really streamlined. It's very no, because Neo Souls. has like a, a whole move set. Like, there's different for, for people. And it depends on which weapon, any weapon you're, using. you're using, the stance you're in, like whether you you know the. If whatever. you're out yeah. there listening to this and you played Sekiro and are disappointed that it's not more Souls-like, go play Neo because that's the game that you should be playing if that's what you wanted out of Sekiro, I think. That's my opinion on it. Yes and no. The only reason I, I'd say it's not quite the same is in the sense of uh, Neo doesn't have as much of an open world. You're yeah. choosing spaces based off of a map system. Kind of not the same. Well, because part of the fun of... Bloodborne and Dark Souls, and I haven't played Sekiro yet, so I don't really know, but part of the fun of those games was finding, like, as you progress through a particular area, finding these secret paths to make it so the next time you have to roll through, you don't have to fight 30 well, hidden yeah. dudes. Sekiro makes that a little easier and with the grappling hook and the fact that you can just run around on roofs. I'm disappointed in the fact that people seem to see you pretty much all the time. Yeah which kind of defeats the point of getting up high and trying to be stealthy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm also disappointed in like, I haven't even seen a real boss yet. I've seen too many bosses Same here. Yeah. I've, I've defeated Um, a couple mini bosses, but my problem with the mini bosses is they're surrounded by ads. So every time I want to go retry to fight them, if I fail, like, I don't think they will be too hard. It's not going to take me, you know, like hours, I don't think, to to kill a mini boss. But I did fuck up and I need to retry. But the I just ceramic. quit the game because I didn't feel like going back and like trying to separate all the ads out to defeat them just to try to kill the boss again. Because fighting multiple people in this game is like you can do about three at a time, I feel, pretty easily. But beyond that, <coughs> I just don't understand what you're supposed to be doing. Two Other things. than like the windmill attack constantly or the whirlwind attack. Yeah. So two things about that. One thing is that um, I feel like the ceramic shards that you pick up that are kind of like the pebbles from... Uh, like the dust or the ashes? You mean? No, no, there's like... They're called ceramic shard and it's like mm. a piece of an urn. And if you throw it, it makes a crashing noise, but it does not work the same way that like a pebble did in Bloodborne. Huh. It's very different. It doesn't work that well for me, so I don't know. I haven't tried those. How it's not like, am I doing it wrong? I don't know. I have no idea why it doesn't seem to work. The it, it like it's the tool you're supposed to use to draw people to you, and start picking uh, off, picking out of that group. I just haven't figured out how to do it well yet. Yeah, because se- you can't separating really, them out is pretty difficult. You can't even really aim the way you throw them, so I don't quite get how that's supposed to work. The one thing that is nice is like, <clears throat> it's very easy to get out of a fight. Yeah, it's very easy to like. I mean, even like that. I was playing or fighting that that drunken guy with, um, and like he's a big dude, but you can like, <laughs> you can kite him and take out all the other enemies if you're careful. Yes. But, like, just the f- idea of having to redo that every time to fight him is just... Well, ugh. the other second point that I was going to make is that there is a skill in the skill tree that will give you health back if you kill somebody with a death blow. Oh, nice. So that's where I feel like having those ads around to recover a little bit of health might eventually be helpful. So I should probably, instead of killing all of them off first, I should kind of leave a few... Stragglers, but th- theoretically, but I don't know how viable that is because obviously it'll make the fight harder if you have more people around. I don't you. think it'd be too bad if it's not the guys shooting flaming arrows. Yeah, that's fair. That would, those are hard to predict that they're incoming. You know, if you're busy fighting another enemy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, visually, it's quite nice on PC too. It has some cool fire effects and stuff. I played a little bit yesterday to try and get my muscle memory back. As I said, I haven't played the game in a week, um, and I was still having hitching issues even without streaming. So I don't know what my problem is, but it's not indicative of everybody's no, performance I on the game. No, I do not have any issue. It's... I know that there are people with base PlayStation 4s that are very unhappy with how the game performs, yeah. um, and I assume it's probably pretty similar on Xbox One. Uh, base but get good and buy a pro dog but even then like i've heard on the xbox one x and the ps4 pro they're both not particularly well performing and mm-hmm. that's a bummer um get good sony and make a better more professional pro model 
Pro. They will, and you get to buy it like next year, two years from now. Um, but yeah, no, I lost all my muscle memory for this game, and it totally took the wind out of my sails. Like, I feel like I need to start it over again to like slowly build back up to where I was at. Ah, yes, the RPG conundrum. There's part of me that's like, well, maybe I should just go back to Bloodborne, or maybe I should play some Neo and start that. (laughs) I have definitely considered going back to Bloodborne because I feel like I learned. I'm not quite sure what, but there's something about playing this game that makes me feel like I would do better. You'd be better at back it. and playing those yeah, games. Maybe. Part of it is, I think, the fact that I know how to get to all the bosses without fucking fighting the other ads. Yeah. There's always a way to do it. Yeah. Apparently not in this game. Yeah, it's certainly an interesting. Like that is the same. the The drunk guy is where I'm. Like that. That dude has a shitload of people around him. I will say the plus side is in this game. Pretty much all those ads are one-hit kills, if you know what you're doing. Yes, that's true. Except that I don't know how to fight those shield guys without using the prosthetic, and the prosthetic only has a limited number of uses. Yeah. That upsets me, too. I don't like that mechanic. Well, but if you hit the shield guys with the axe, then... Yeah, but you can't use the axe if you don't have, like, ammo for it. Yeah, but usually there's only, like, two of them around so far. So... And if you if you use the axe, it destroys their shield, and then you can death blow them usually right afterwards. Yeah. yeah so, um, the other thing I will say, John, and that it is kind of like Neo, is that this kind of a spoiler for people, maybe. But if it is, you don't. Those people. We're don't in the beginning of the game, and it's been out for a couple of weeks, so yeah. I don't think we're spoiling anything. There's a there's an actual flashback that you go to play in this game that isn't connected to the overall contiguous world. Oh, that's cool. And so it is a little bit more like Neo in that sense, although Neo is much more like level-based and, and we have an environment for you to run around and, and kill people and that type of thing. But uh, it is it is a very different... It feels like there's more of an attempt at an overt narrative rather than you get to speak to this dude through a window that you never actually see and... Although there are dudes that you speak through, or speak to windows true. through. True. Also true. That you can't see. But I, I feel as though I have a better grip of what story is happening in this game than oh, yeah, literally yeah. any other Dark Souls, Bloodborne, you know, anything like that. So that's been interesting to say the least. Um, and I, yeah, I think I'm going to stick with this game more. Uh, probably Mortal Kombat's my next off-ramp in a couple weeks here. But I at least want to play it more. Uh, start doing my streams again. Some sucky row. Right on. But uh, no, it's 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 good, and I think it's a neat. It's neat for them to change up the formula as much as they have this time around, and yeah. see how yeah. people have liked it and fought against it, and what they don't like and what they do like, and. I think it's been a fun experiment so far. I don't think there's anybody that's like outright pissed. I wonder what they would do making another Kingsfield game. Yeah, that'd be pretty weird. I just, like, I remember Kingsfield being, like, one of the hardest games I've ever played. And with the technology we have now, a new Kingsfield game would be pretty rad. Austin Walker from Waypoint is dying for them to make, like, an Armored Core, Armored Souls game. Ooh. Ooh. Kind of, I and I like every time he says it, I'm like, "What about the surge?" But I don't think that's even like on his radar. So Armored Core is definitely one of the hardest games I recall playing. I the, think I played four. Yeah, see the, and it was the just surge, ridiculous. The surge is, is just it's just like up. sci-fi Dark yeah, Souls, right? Whereas like an Armored Core game would be cool in the sense that you're dealing solely with projectiles for the most part. I don't think there there weren't very many like melee weapons. Um, so like getting button timing down to like dodge missiles and shit would be like really fucking cool. That'd be pretty interesting. Um, and just having, well, <laughs> God damn it, Brian. I guess it kind of makes sense. Cause like the, the souls games all kind of have like <coughs> tank like controls in a way. So putting you in a giant mechanized robot would be pretty similar. It'd be weird going from Sekiro, which feels a lot more fluid. Not, well, it feels more fluid, not a lot more fluid, but yeah. Are you going to pick it up? At any point, do you think you're kind of... I'm eh? so hooked in The Division, it's hard for me to even fathom thinking about other games right That's now. That's fair. Like, I just... I, like, I, I want to play all of The Division. I want to, I wanna like... 
I want to no life the game, but I can't no life it because I have a life <laughs> that I have to <laughs> actually participate in. Um, so I so don't, you're trying to no life it as much as you possibly can. Yeah, I just want to play it as much as possible because I I'm enjoying it. And it again, it's it it's been a while since I've had a game do this to me, um, other than Rainbow Six. So I don't know how to quit you. <laughs> yeah. I, ironically, they're both Ubisoft <laughs> games. Yeah. Um, and I man. If they somehow incorporated some Rainbow Six shit into the Division universe, I would be so pumped. We did well, you skip have your over arm patch. Yeah, I do have my Rainbow Six arm patch, which I have the the uh, I think it's like the dust your shoulders off emote where I can dust off the patch to like That's show cool. people. Did you? Uh, so uh, there was something about the next Assassin's Creed game being. Oh uh, yes, they, the they uh, there's an Easter egg saying the next Assassin's Creed will be. Um, Vikings, Viking based. Well, I mean the current. Yeah, yeah, it'll be Viking based. I was sorry, I was thinking God of War for some reason. Uh-huh. Yeah, Viking based Assassin's Creed, which could be kind of cool, I guess. I don't know what to expect from that, but yeah. Um, but yeah, man, if I could just like, if I could dress up like Smoke in the Division or or like uh, like Mute, that'd be sweet. That'd be pretty rad. Or like any any of the operators, really. I mean. Yeah, I, Division's rad. So, yeah, I think I've been playing more of the Division, honestly, just because Sekiro. I feel like I need a larger chunk of time in a row to play it's, it. It's, like I need to sit down for several hours. Yeah, those yeah. those games are Saturday morning games where you wake up kind of early and you sit down, and you play it for like four or five hours, and then you like take a break and eat lunch, and then maybe you come back to it. But if not, like you're satisfied with how much time you put into it. You yeah, know? it it just doesn't start clicking immediately. Like you, yeah. ha- I have to get back into it. I've kind of been uh, when I was streaming, it was like I'd play about an hour because that was about as long as it would take for me to like end up dying and having to like go back and kill a bunch of people to get back to where <laughs> I was. So that has also kind of worked, but I don't, I don't know. Like it, I feel this huge urge to start over, even though I don't need to, and I should just try and power through it. So we'll see, but. I'll at least pick it back up where I was on stream and try to try to get through some of that. Maybe I need Zach to come on and sherpa me through my experience. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Give you some some of the Zach buff. Yeah, he's right probably on. already finished it like four times. Probably. Well, that being said, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGameNerds.com/slash/links. The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. Meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You get the subscribe. I'm having a tough time, man. I did bring a beer. It's in my car still. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month. and It's not open, keep our He wasn't drinking alive and well. No, I wasn't. It's very much closed, I promise. That's good. Check it out at mpn.bz slash Patreon. Thanks again to Jason K and Gojo for the contributions. As always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamerNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Also, again, just to reiterate, we are Twitch affiliates now. We could use your free Amazon Prime subscription that Amazon gives you. Uh, if you haven't done so, link your Twitch account to your Amazon Prime account. And subscribe to our Twitch page with the subscription button, and we will get a portion of that monies. Uh, so yeah, something to think about. Mortal Kombat is out on the twenty third, which will be after our next episode. So we'll probably be talking more about Sekiro and the Division again, uh, if not some other stuff. I did want to pick up the Iron Man VR game because it's been getting really good reviews. So I might check that out too. But John hates Marvel, so I don't hate Marvel. Yeah, you do. I'm just marveled out. Uh-huh. I'm no longer marveled. But I might check out Iron Man for the next podcast. If not, write in. Let us know what you want us to talk about. Yeah. Do it. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from all of our fans. Ask us questions. MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah, nice. it's been a while. Do I it. think. Send us emails. Hit us up on social media. Watch us on Twitch when Alex plays Sakiro. Yep. Uh, and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.
were you ever Marvel? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was into like I liked the first Iron Man, the second Iron Man. I always liked the X Men movies; those were cool. Well, uh, that, you, that puts you in a very small category of people if you liked the second Iron Man. I, yeah, I thought it was fun, but I know it wasn't a very good movie. They wrote it like on the spot or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I I just I found it difficult to keep up with all the movies. I don't like the fact that they got rid of Edward Norton as uh, Bruce Banner because I like Edward Norton a lot. And I do I, too. And uh, it was it was my understanding that he had written out like an extremely large treatment of what he wanted a Bruce Banner Hulk movie to be, and they basically told him to fuck off, and that's why he didn't continue with the role. Yeah. Uh, which why would you ever tell Edward Norton like <laughs> like not to do something? Like, dude's amazing, great uh, one of the m- most amazing actors of our time. Uh, pr- great writer, great director. Like, let him do what he does to your thing, and he will do magic. Like he he's talented motherfucker um yeah i just i can't i'm marveled out man there's too too many movies now for me to keep up i like the deadpool movies those are cool again kind of tied to the x-men universe which i favor over the, the avengers personally but i think we can end the podcast <laughs> you can add this anyway. after the credits or whatever I don't no know it's really fine 